0: Hey, hello, and welcome. It's me, John Park, and this is Show and Tell. Uh, And I sure hope you can hear me because I don't see my mic thing bouncing up and down, but I'm sure someone in the chat will tell me if uh, that's the case. Uh, We've got people chatting over in Discord. So if, oh, you can't hear me. Oh no, let's try to fix this. Let's see. That's weird. Testing, testing. All right, well, I'll try that. Something happened to my other microphone, uh, but uh, hopefully that's working now because I see the little microphone meter bouncing up and down or at least it was. Can you hear me now? It sounds like you can. Super. Uh, Oh, Scott says it sounds like my Friday. Did you have mic issues? Yes. Uh, This is Show and Tell. I'm John Park and uh, we're just finishing the preamble of uh, things going weird with microphones, uh, which is the alternate title for the show. So we've got a great uh, lineup of people already waiting to come in. If you're interested in joining us and showing and telling things, I'm going to pull these off so you don't see that reflection for a second. Uh, Head on over to Discord. It's adafru.it slash discord. That's going to get you an invite link uh, to go and jump into our show and tell on StreamYard. Um, Now, What I'm gonna do is uh, bring on our first guest, and our first guest is joining us from Seed Studios. It's Anson Huh. Hey, Anson, how's it going?
1: Hey, good morning, how are we? Oh yeah, good morning.
0: morning? It is morning there, right? Uh,
1: Yeah. (laughs) Doing well, you you look
0: uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, wide
1: awake. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, all good. So, So
0: what did you have that you wanted to uh, talk about or show today?
1: Well, I want to talk, well, it's actually, we recently ported the Circuit Python onto one of our hardware, which is the Wide Terminal, and I want to talk about this running the Circuit Python on this. Excellent. So, basically, what I did was this was the original demo based on the Pi Portal calculator, and it was oh the reflection is a bit dead. This this is better, and recently we just ported this demo onto our wide terminal. And it was originally on the PI portal using the 2.4, also 2.4 inch TFT screen, but in touch screen form factor. And because wide terminal also have a 2.4 inch LCD screen, so we might as well ported that onto this, but we just converted that to a non-touch screen version. The reflection is pretty bad here. But yeah, you can see that it's working properly as the same well, the same demo as the Pi Portal calculator with the with the help of the Y terminals five-way switch. You can just move direction up and down. And yeah, so this is the one thing I really like about this circuit Python running. Um because you, once the bottom layer is done and you can pretty much pull the put the demo onto other device very quickly with no much no much issues. So, yeah. I like the
0: little uh, joystick. I haven't gotten my hands on one yet, so I didn't realize yeah. you have the little navigator at the bottom.
1: Yeah, that's like a, so this is the 5 switch. So you can actually just convert the touchscreen contact to this um, 5 switch to move different directions. And it actually looks really nice and looks really neat. Very cool and um, to prefer- i actually also um working on another thing for myself using circuit python on pipe white Terminal. if i just share the screen um i have another thing going so if i just there we go this is my this is the drive if i just delete this demo i have another one just working on using so this is the what I really like about study Pythons one of the most favorite library I've been using is the USB HID libraries because that would was pretty powerful if I just, can you see my screen yes okay so I just. So I have another demo, oh, let me just share. stop this. I have another demo which is running the USB HID library. So, <laughs> like um, kind of- <laughs> so this is actually the default screen. So it just shows the macOS logo. Well, and um, it actually connects to like an encoder. So this is what I did. This is the simple like multimeter used for me. So let me just share the screen again. So I have the macOS default right mode. So if I just rotate my encoder, it does all the volume for me. Um, if I press, there's the three buttons up on the white terminal. So if I press the play button, then me just open the music. Thing for so if I play, that can play and pause the and very easily. And then next, showing this. Because this is very powerful for me because I use the. Uh, external external keyboard and does not have the mac layout so Mm -hmm. this is like pretty useful for me when i try to work with like a non mac mac os layout keyboard i don't have these functional keys and i also import like uh, another mode if i press the button it's actually switching mode and this is actually switching to the ps mode so if i just rotate the encoder again it does this for me I can literally just switch in between those very easily. Oh, so simple. that's
0: sending like the the zoom key in Photoshop uh yeah. over so and over.
1: I used quite a lot of Photoshop. I not I always wanted like a multi multi-media, multimedia controller. Yeah. Like the designer have. Um literally as soon as as soon as I I have the uh, running on the USB HID, I can literally do this. I literally just switch in between with, oh, a, cool.
2: yeah.
1: with, with like a encoder, which uh, just switch in between.
0: I love that, it's really clever. I'm a big fan of um, using USB HID on, on small microcontrollers and now that you've yeah. got so much integrated onto one device with the screen and the, the navigation, you can really get a lot done and-, and
1: Yeah, you can install. just add a lot of shortcuts to it and mm-hmm. just build your own multimedia controller. It's terrific, yeah.
0: very cool. Well, thank you for bringing those on. It's a, a, a really terrific looking device. Uh, looks like it's a lot of fun to code it in CircuitPython to be able to get these types of uh, functionalities, really useful stuff uh, pretty easily. And uh, I look forward to seeing what else you, uh, you do with it. So please come on the show. I know it's early for you, but please come on again anytime and uh, yeah. show us what you're doing. Thanks, sure. All right, thanks. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. See you. Very cool stuff. I want to play with one of those. Uh, all right. Next up, we've got our good friend, Kevin from DigiKey.
3: Hey, Kevin. Hey JP. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I, first of all, your shirt is so awesome. It is pretty cool. I, I love the new DigiKey icon logo. It's made me pretty happy that we've done something pretty unique. It's not the Kevin logo. No, I, it, I think it's also I think the, Kev- I think we should call it the Kevin logo. <laughs> yeah. The new logo is called the Kevin logo. Yeah. Thank uh, thanks. Did you keep? Yeah, exactly. That was nice of them. So, how's everything going out in California?
0: Uh, it, I'd say things are pretty good. A little hot, uh, but I'm not complaining. How about you? Uh, how's things
3: there? Oh, it's great here. The weather's always good here in the summer. Northern Minnesota is perfect. Now with February, we could have a different conversation. <laughs> it's true. But, uh, so you had a really fun unboxing on Friday night or last Wednesday night, not Friday. Night, right Wednesday on,
0: night. yeah. Thank you, that was a lot of fun. That was a cool, uh, a cool box with great stuff in it. And uh, like I'd said during the live stream, we had a chance to build a heck of a lot of content around that since we had extra time before we shipped
3: it. We thought we were gonna ship it back, what, in March or April, that didn't happen. Yeah,
4: uh,
3: yeah well, not a lot of things happened. Uh, March was kind of a, a bust. So it looks like you have a new uh, backdrop there. What's happening? I do have a little bit of a new backdrop. I'm in an old bedroom, in my son's old bedroom. I'm remodeling my basement. So it's a mess and drywall and you don't even want to know what it looks like down there, but. (laughs) It sounds like a quarantine project. I'm building a little maker space down in my basement. So hopefully soon you'll be able to see a, a, a real space for myself. But you know, I did want to just really quick show off the AdaBox, you know, Digikey sponsored the AdaBox and we were huge partners in it. And we love being a part of the AdaBox. It's so much fun for everybody. I know there's over 4,000 people that subscribe right now. So it's pretty impressive and we're very happy to be a part of it. So for those of you that don't know, I'm sure many of you do, this is a automatic plant watering system. These two nails you put in the inside the dirt and it will sense the moisture. If I, Try and hold on to both of them. Now it's showing the soil, soil is at 82%. As you can see, I don't have a plant with me. I have a black thumb. If I have a plant, I will kill it. So, this actually might help me in the future if I decide to get I've a plant. Actually,
0: I've watered a lot of plastic plants in demoing and writing guides.
3: About this, so that was problem. I actually almost grabbed one. I know we have a plastic <laughs> plant, and I, I was going to do that. I should have. That would have been pretty good. Well, basically what this is, is if it senses the moisture is less than 50%, it's going to turn the water pump on. You can see it pulsing here into my makeshift DigiKey bottle plant. Uh, The opportunities with this using the Clue, I feel, are just unbelievable. You can uh, set this thing up with Bluetooth using the NRF chip, and there's so many other options we can do. I'm kind of excited to play around more with it. I was looking, you said you had so many different learn guides around it. And I was looking through some of those the other day, and it's a lot of fun, and I think you can get this into even schools, or I'm going to have my kids play around with it. It's it's a good product. You guys are great on this one.
0: Well, thank you. Yeah. One of the things that I've explored a little bit, and I think there's a lot of uh, space as far as things like um, schools and makerspaces and, and at-home learning is the form factor fitting all of the add-ons for micro bit because there's tons of cool stuff you can plug a micro bit into. So, that's in turn stuff you can almost universally just plug the clue into and find ways to talk to. It.
3: Yeah, I have used the, uh, the clue on a few of the uh, add-on boards for micro mm-hmm. credits, pretty cool. Oh, that's right, you mm-hmm. showed some
0: robots and things that you'd- um, Yeah,
3: I did, yeah, I did show that on one of these show-and-tells. One thing I do like is your Discord channel. I mean, I was having some struggles today. Mm-hmm. I've used the clue a lot, I've used CircuitPython a lot, and I'm like, why is this not working? I was getting so frustrated I go on Discord, and it turns out I ended up having, including the wrong file, one of the the library files. I included one that was made for the cricket, oh. with the and they were able to answer it within minutes. So I mean, it saved me hours of frustration. <laughs> That's true. That, yeah, Discord. That's awesome. That, that, that community is just great. So anybody working on Circuit Python, jump over there. If you have issues. Well, I appreciate the time. I'm sure there's a lot of good product or projects coming on tonight that I want to show and tell. So, hey, one um, question for you uh,
0: that comes from from the chat over on Discord is: How do we get one of those cool Digikey shirts? Is that
3: do you guys uh, sell merch for that, or is that an employees only thing? It's an employees only thing right now. That we the only merch we, merchandise we have is if you visit our facility. And just for the record, I'm going to say you have to visit in February. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if you go to our facility we do have a store you can purchase things okay I, i'm uh been pushing to try and do more on our website because people do yeah. want to key shirts and hats yeah. so. we'll see
0: great cool all right well thank you kevin thanks for uh bringing on your uh, your project and uh, we'll see you soon
3: all right take care guys
0: all right bye-bye uh before i move on to the next uh Shower slash teller, I'll read from the chat. We had a question about, um, Alvaro Figueroa asked, any plans on supporting the Wi-Fi on the WIO? And Anson uh, answered, I think over in YouTube, uh, yes, we are planning to support Wi-Fi on the WIO terminal to circuit Python. And right now we're working hard to fix bugs on Wi-Fi on the Arduino side. So that's exciting. Very cool to get uh, Wi-Fi on top of everything else that's going on in there. So. Excellent. Uh, All right. Well, next up, we've got our own Scott Shawcroft. So let's bring on Scott.
5: Hello. Hello. Uh, Congrats again to Seed for uh, Anson and Elaine for coordinating with me on doing Show and Tell. It's awesome to see them on here.
0: Thanks for helping set that up.
5: Um, yeah, and it's been a great. If any other folks are in China and have trouble getting connected with us, I do have a WeChat account. Uh, that's how we coordinated. It's very popular in China and very yeah. accessible. So uh, if somebody's in China and, and needs wants to know how to get a hold of us, that's an option. Um, I'm just tan dude on we, WeChat. Um, so that's a PSA. And sorry, my camera's. Uh, but yeah, that's cool. Great job, folks. Um, I wanted to talk about the ESP32 S2. And I first wanna give people a pro tip that if you have one of the Salas that has the antenna connector, you actually need to connect an antenna to it. Uh, Because I was doing Wi-Fi scanning and I was like looking at how many networks I was getting and I was like maybe getting one. And I was like, this is very strange. And the thing is, is that the PCB still has the connector or the PCB antenna, but it's not connected at all uh, for those versions. So I actually attached an antenna and it worked much um, So I'm gonna do. I'll do a demo and show you the Wi-Fi is next to me. So if you if you pop my screen up, we'll see if I see if it works. So uh, this is CircuitPython running on the S2 connected. Hopefully it's still alive. Uh, there are some issues with it, but there you can see that it's just done a scan. Uh, and you notice that it came in kind of disjointly. So uh, one thing I made sure and do is we actually scan individual channels and return the results as we do each channel, which should mean that it will be faster for you to get uh, to find the step. thing that you want and then also connect. Uh-huh. Um, I was so sick of seeing this. Like I'm just going to wait for two seconds and then return you everything. Uh-huh. Um, by doing this, like uh, piecemeal sort of thing, we don't actually need as much memory either. So we'll be faster and use less memory. Uh, which is great. So yeah, I've got scanning working. You can see I also got an IP address from my router uh, after I connected to it. And uh, you could guess which one of those is my router. (laughs) Um, And tomorrow I'm streaming because I'm taking Friday off. So if you've been watching my deep dives, just a heads up, it's 24 hours before, I'm gonna go right after John uh, John Park's workshop. So keep an eye out for the deep dive at two o'clock tomorrow. Um, And I'll be covering, uh, starting to work on actually getting, either I'll do ping, which I wanna be able to do, or I'll do uh, some socket work. So we'll see if you have an opinion, uh, drop in the chat. And if you have questions, I'm available there as well.
6: Great,
0: excellent. So tune in tomorrow, that'll be two o'clock Pacific time. And what is that, six Eastern? Mm, five, uh, Eastern. five Eastern. Sorry, <laughs> I'm
5: always so bad with the the time, <laughs> time zones. Oh,
0: boy, all right, great, yep. thanks, Scott. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, John. All right, next up, Ann has returned, snuck off to get a snack or something. I saw you sneaking around in the thumbnails. I can see you all, by the way. You're all in the thumbnails. Everyone wave. That's what the green room is like on uh, on StreamYard, in case you didn't know uh there you are hey hi i think you're on mute yes
4: um in process of moving i finally found that one uh radio shack item that i really wanted to show you all so um i had i got this kit about 40 years ago it is a photo cell kit where you it has all the parts and you build it and you put the little photo cells here uh, near your door and then when somebody sneaks in, it goes Bee! So um, this came as a kit and they had all the parts to make it a uh, nice enclosure and everything. These nice switches to set the modes uh, here. And um, they give you... The photo cells which actually one is just a six volt lamp and the other is just a um, cadmium sulfide uh, detector so it's not overly sophisticated but uh, you know it for it has really simple instructions in their in their little book on how to solder it up you can see that uh, this was pre uh, you know electronic layout i mean they didn't have computers that could do anything to lay out circuit boards and uh just things on how to solder it and uh, use it and uh, it was fun and uh, i i built it and put it into uh, a science fair and i uh, won a little prize so um i really want to maybe try to find some vintage radio shack stuff just to to play around with it. But I I do have a few pieces back from the day, so.
0: That's a really nice one. I've never seen that one before. Uh, Love it. Great enclosure and design. Actually, you know, something I I was wondering is, it would be interesting to see the sort of internal branding chart that Radio Shack had, because they they called some things realistic, some things Archer. I think there was a Hi-Fi brand that began with an O. and then they had Tandy stuff when they got into the computer side. I'm kind of curious how all that lines up because this one says both what Radio Shack and Archer
6: on it. Right.
4: Right. So um, it 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 varied somewhat, and and it was interesting that they reused Tandy with the computers, considering that was the leather craft right. side right. of the business. Yeah. Um. And yeah, they used Realistic, I think, for the high fi um, Hi Fi stuff, not Wi Fi, Hi Fi. Right, right. It was okay. Yeah. So it was yeah. cool and, cool. and a
0: bunch of others and that would be that would be a good blog post too. Yeah. And I'm imagining that never spent any time uh, in the sun because it hasn't. No, the really. plastic,
4: pretty good. I did I did have it mounted so um, if somebody came in my room it it made a lot of racket, you know. <laughs> they had a, a friend in there and we were busy and you know, I could, I could do that.
0: <laughs> That's excellent. Good. Nice one. Well, those are always fun to see and you've got a great uh great collection of some really uh well-maintained stuff, especially the boxes. I'm going to yeah, gonna pull myself out for a second so we can do another close up of that box.
4: There you go. And uh let's see. Oh, yeah, this this graphic too is uh is cute the, all the electric stuff, you know, they had to have lightning bolts or something for electrical stuff. It's just, you know, electronic and lightning bolts. I mean, how can you go wrong?
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. It it almost reminds me there was a mindset around doing the box art for Atari games that was so evocative because the games themselves looked like nothing you'd want to show off in box art. Same with like, there was so much excitement around the graphics and things with, with a kit that uh, was fairly simple like this. Mm-hmm. Beautifully done. All right. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to uh, your next treasure or or project when you come on uh, to show and tell.
4: No problem, John. Thanks. Thank
0: you. Bye bye. All right. It's cool stuff. Man, I love the Radio Shack uh, things. It's part nostalgia and part awesome. Uh, let's see. Next up, we've got our own Aaron, Aaron St. Blaine. Come on in. Hello.
2: Hi. Uh, so it is summertime and I live in California and the weather has just been amazing here lately. So I've been doing lots of resin projects. Like epoxy resin is a very fiddly medium, which if it's humid or if it's too hot or too cold or anything like that, it's a mess. But I've been having kind of a lot of success with it and I've uh, made something that I'm pretty amazed with. Um, I've been... I made a, I made a resin... Ooh, let's see if I can get it on the screen here. Ocean. Uh, out of just some different kinds of acrylic uh, acrylic with, uh, what am I trying to say, alcohol inks to make it translucent. And then I have put an RGB LED matrix behind it, uh, running CircuitPython with some help from uh, Jeff Epler, a different guy that was just great at doing code. And I got it running this really cool animation where it looks like there's just magic bioluminescence bio- under the water.
1: Um, and, of course, then I had uh, uh, I got
2: inspired by that movie Moana that came out um, and ah, made a manta ray, just like Moana's grandmother <laughs> who swims around under the waves in that movie. It's just really inspiring. Um, so this is, I'm really happy with how it turned out. It looks just really magical. I'm sorry about the reflections here so if I can get it to, to show a little better. My power cord is too short. Um, but I've been just having a ton of fun with this. Now, uh, inside, I just have the front uh, attached with magnets. And inside here, it's got a RGB matrix, as you can, oops, let's see. You see, and then it's just got a power cord in here, and then I'm running a Feather M, uh, M4 Express is is powering the whole thing. And so it's a really simple build. It's just mostly like uh, you build the board a little bit, and then it, uh, everything just sort of plugs in. So I, I was, I'm having a, an amazing fun time with this thing. And it just looks really cool with the ocean in front
0: of it. That is beautiful. I have I have questions. So uh, first of all, the resin, What what is the approach to doing as much um, sort of sculpting of the the water and the foam and, and the color gradations that you have in the resin?
2: Um, it is not hard at all. I actually did a whole process video, but you basically get a bunch of different colors of resin, uh, mix them in little Dixie cups. So I had five different Dixie cups with different colors. Um, And this is tabletop resin. There's different kinds of resin, which I'm going to write up in my tutorial. Um, And this one is, it's self-leveling, so you pretty much get, just pour it over and it'll level itself and pour over the edges and everything like that. But I mixed, um, I had like four different colors on the Dixie cups and then um, mixed, you know, the orange or the the blues and the sapphires and the greens and everything like that. And then I have, uh, for the wave for the surf, I have mica powder mixed in there, which is a iridescent kind of shiny shimmery mica powder. And then down here on the bottom, I'm using real sand and seashells that I just mixed in with the resin as well. So the whole thing, it's just so pretty all by itself. Like just, I mean, it's artwork by itself. And then with the alcohol inks, um, it makes the, the whole thing kind of translucent, um, which, is, which is why it so good with
3: that release behind it. Yeah. So Love. And
0: then with your um, graphics, are you floating bitmaps, like raster bitmaps yep. across the screen?
2: Yeah, and um, so we've got three or four different bitmaps in there. We've got the manta ray, and then um, there's a Moana, there we go, the Moana part of Tefiti mm-hmm. symbol as well, which pulses. And so um, the code is, is pretty cool. It's got three different sort of modes. You can have um, the mode that's just the waves that goes, it just simply, simply scrolls. Great. And then the Moana heart of Tefiti pulses. And then the manta ray, actually, it, it kind of goes back and forth as well as scrolling. Um, cool. And too, so it's really neat. And it seems like it's pretty easy to update your own images, put your own images in right. and, and adjust how fast the speed goes and how much how much torque it has. And all that.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. You faked me out at first because the first thing I saw was the um, s- the spiral, and I thought you had a layout of like Neopixel. I didn't realize what you had underneath. And then all of a sudden, you're doing things that wait. There's no way she laid out that many different, uh, but it's one matrix and a bunch of graphics. That's really a, a terrific way to do it.
2: I'm really happy with it. Like, it just looks so magical. And I had, of course, watched Moana last night on Disney uh-huh. and I cried my eyes out, but uh, uh-huh. it's just such a, it's such a beautiful uh, image and such a beautiful story. And this, like, I, all my mermaid friends um, online are just going nuts over it. Oh, it's that's terrific. Excited,
0: so, Yeah. Beautifully done. Okay. Oh, well, I look forward to, to checking out the uh, process video you did and your guide when that's uh, available.
2: Yeah. Hopefully that should be up by next, next Tuesday or Wednesday.
0: Excellent. Good people can go check that out. Thank you, Aaron. Amazing work. Beautiful yes. stuff. Thank you. All right. Next up, we have Liz with City DIY. Hey, Liz.
7: Hello.
8: How are you?
0: I'm well. How are you doing? What's happening? Yeah. What's new?
8: Ah, uh, so I'm just gonna share my screen real quick. Um, so I really um I wrote some code for the uh, MIDI drum project with uh, Noe this week. Um, and now I've gone uh, full force into the um, Pi Portal stream deck uh, project. Um, I have to be a little careful because some of these buttons are active now, so they'll launch programs. But yeah,
2: <laughs> some
8: of the new, yeah new menus, uh, we've got Chrome and all the buttons there, launch it, go home. Uh, you can also look at the source code or I also put in a command for uh, using cast too. Um, and then uh, I work in education, so of course I have a Zoom one and it has all the Zoom things you could ever need. Um, Firefox, basically the same as Chrome, but and then Windows. Uh, so those are just some like standard Windows controls, um, Fusion. Um, it's the Premiere and Photoshop ones are active right now. Um, and I, I know I've showed the emoji one before, but I just think it looks so cute. Um, show it again. Um, so, know. yeah. So about halfway done with that, so it should be coming fairly soon. Um, Great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a really, really uh, useful one, and and I imagine you've set it up in a way that it's uh, straightforward to add new pages and and uh, and icons as you.
8: Yeah, I can actually. Um, the, the code is a little unruly right now, but I can actually share um, just to show what's happening. Um, so let me zoom in. Uh, so basically, like the the graphics are all set up here um, as bitmaps, and then there's one set of buttons that are the 15 buttons that go across the screen. And then what I'm doing when I'm switching groups, just to keep to save memory, is uh, that um, I'm actually removing the buttons from that group and then adding it to the next group that's being shown. So it's kind of being hopped around. So that saves on memory. And then because it's one set of buttons, I can call on those names each time. So the button name too, like I can call that later when I'm looking at the different um, uh, pages of icons. Uh, So that makes it a lot easier um, rather than having um, a bunch of different names for everything. So um, the code will probably end up being kind of long, but um, it will be kind of easy to see uh,
9: Clear. Like,
8: yeah, edit, edit,
0: yeah. yeah, and uh, one other quick question is: uh, Are you able to do everything with um, just sort of vanilla operating system and application shortcuts, or are you running like a hotkey manager on your computer to watch for some? Oh, of it's your um, role?
8: it's all uh built-in shortcuts right now. Um, right. And so, yeah, everything's built in. And then um, I'll probably in the guide uh, put in things for like your Mac equivalents, just kind of on Windows. Um, right. Uh, so, yeah.
0: Yeah, very cool. Well, thank you for, uh, for coming on and showing that. Great progress with that. Looking forward to it.
8: Thank you, thank you. Have a good one.
0: Take care. Bye. All right, and uh, next up we have Noah and Pedro. Come on into the show and tell. Hello. Hey, what's up, folks? Hey.
9: Um, john let me yes. show these screens i forgot uh here it is yeah actually shout out to you john um so this is our, our midi solenoid uh project with CircuitPython, python and um we kind of took a little bit to kind of work out the mechanics for this mallet and you brought to my attention data machines which started a project a couple of years ago so basically mm-hmm. kind of looked at that and redid it with 3d printing so we put together a bunch awesome. of 3d printed parts we kind of have it in two pieces we have this mallet bit that has this solenoid mounted to it. It's got like this little cradle thing, and then this linkage bar here, which has like the mallet uh, stick and this little dome here um, set to it. Uh, so it pivots at this point here, and then the plunger has um, has it mounted there with another screw. So it creates this nice kind of uh, mallet hitting motion. So, just it up. so uh, the real trick here is like setting up so you're striking the right spot. And um, yeah, so the controller box is right here. It's got that snap fit stuff to it. We have uh, four broken out DC jacks, but uh, the, the Darlington driver, can it has up to eight uh, inputs, so we could do theoretically eight different uh, solenoids, but we're doing four for now because we want to do it kind of simple. And it's just running the Feather M4 with a uh, circuit python, of course, uh, and this kind of snap fits together like that, so you can plug in your things there. And then we have 12 volts uh, power supply running in here. It's got, so what, five amps, I think. Uh, and so. To set it up, I have it in logic, and um, I just have the feather assigned to a external mini track. So this one right here is uh, mounted to a 2020 excursion. Uh, that way we kind of hit like a more direct hit. You can't kind of see it in the shot, but uh, the piston is like hitting right on that. Uh, this is a practice pad, by the way, for like uh, folks that are starting out filming. Um So yeah, so we have that kind of two set up. We got the mallet. And the kick drum. We also created two more of these and have like a little baby kind of symbol. So we're kind of playing with symbols. But it's pretty nice. You, play with it at the time. Uh, you can strike them all at the same time. It's there's very little latency, if any at all. Um, uh, yeah, I was
6: gonna ask about
0: that. And you're you're a drummer, so you would you would have a good feel for uh, for how the latency feels. Does it feel pretty playable to you?
9: Yeah, people wanted to hear like the double dance. Like I could. I, I don't have it set up to like, uh, I don't have the right key set up here, but uh, uh, I could write something uh, in the in the piano roll in Logic and create some really, really fast stuff, but uh, yeah. We
0: need to build you a uh, arcade button finger drumming box too, to add to the fun.
9: <laughs> yes, we, we gotta revisit that at some point too. Um, so yeah, uh, it can ex- you can expand upon it, you can hit different things. It doesn't have to be musical, I suppose. You can hit, I don't know, um, Buttons and keyboards, and maybe yeah, and some like, of the other kickstarters we've seen is like the IoT thing, where it's literally just a little a button presser. Or, okay, yeah, a button presser, and it's right, oh, right, yeah. back, right, maybe a light like yeah, switch yeah, thing. So turning your AC into it <laughs> with yeah, internet. <Finger> <laughs> yeah, but you could use the parts nice. for other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah but, that mechanism yeah. is really
0: uh, cool, and it seems like it's not far from those IOT things. Or I think there were um, Kindle page turning button box oh, things. Yeah exactly. And it is
9: modular. I mean we can take the mallet off here since I have it attached. They print it in one uh-huh. piece. So. so yeah. Very 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 neat neat parts. Um oh, I yeah. Like <laughs> Shout out to Liz for putting the, the code together. Um she before this one, uh she put together like a 30 solenoid uh yes. one, so that that's uh, a lot a lot of fun with that one too.
0: Yeah, her practice run was thirty solenoids, so nice. <laughs> she's well uh, yeah, well ready to compact well. yeah,
9: version of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Excellent. Cool. And uh this one is there a guide on the way uh imminently
4: or Yeah, the guy's uh,
9: published yeah, the guy's published this morning. Um we oh, got excellent. a little video that shows like the things uh, but yeah, check out the Learn Guide, there's yeah. some good stuff in there, you could walk through as well. Yeah, you can check out 3D right. Hangouts that we did earlier today, and there's a whole hour there just talking about all of the cats, nice. uh, yeah, a lot of folks uh, asking questions. Oh good,
0: questions good, we'll catch up with that, that sounds great. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome What's project. Done? Love it. Thank you guys hey. so much for bringing that on and Look, great project. work Thank you for hosting. <laughs> Thanks, John. Right, bye everybody. Yeah. Uh, Pull that. There we go, thank you. Uh, By the way, one thing I'm excited about, and I'm gonna show more of this on my uh, workshop show tomorrow, but since we are uh, broadcasting live right now, since Adafruit is on air, my on air sign lit up. I've got it a little bit constrained by some wiring right now, but that is uh, automatically running uh, some checks on the YouTube data API uh, and it noticed when our stream went live and my little uh, sign changed colors there from off air to on air. So I'm excited that, excited that I had a real world test of it when I wasn't expecting it. So uh, come on come on by tomorrow and I'll talk more about that on my workshop show. Uh, all right, next up we've got Tim. I'm gonna bring Tim into the stream. Hey Tim.
10: Hey everybody. So I've been on a little bit of a, a vintage electronics kick. Oh, and, and first off, I'm liking the evolution of facial hair. Over. Oh, thank on, you. <laughs> yeah, music over the last couple. Stay entertained over here. <laughs> so I've been on a vintage electronics kick. So a little while back, I, I talked a bit about uh, the tube tester, and I'm still figuring out how to maybe do a little do that on a show and tell with a couple cameras. Um, but you know, since I need more projects, so I actually picked up another. Uh, Vintage radio, and I'm just trying to switch my cameras here. So here it is. So this is an AM radio from uh, about 1940, um, and had to do some work on it. You know, the the capacitors and resistors mostly were out of tolerance. So I replaced them, and this little guy is not a vacuum tube anymore. Um, it's actually uh, the base of the rectifier tube. The rectifier was was shorted. Um, but it could be replaced with a couple of diodes and a resistor to give the proper uh, voltage drop for the old rectifier tube. And I just built that into the, the base there. Um, and then the other thing is you from our friends at DigiKey, I got uh, some power resistors and I used that to drop the uh, line voltage from today's 120 to 125 volts in the US down to about, 115, which was uh, kind of the standard in the U.S. a uh, long time ago in the 30s and 40s. Um, but let me take you around to the front so you can see some of the tube filaments glowing there. And then around to the front, you can kind of see the, the old-timey uh, radio here with a nice kind of pilot light uh, illuminating the dial and and so forth. A nice Art Deco, uh, Art Deco styling. And... The thing actually works, um, so that was nice. Um, you know, need a little bit of uh, refurbishment, but it was nice to kind of save it from uh, an uncertain uh, future, maybe as a as a parts chassis or, or or something like that. So yeah, so just a little update there on Duty. Some quarantine Duty. projects. Yeah, nice work, and I love the uh, preserving the form
0: factor of the vacuum tube and building your own rectifier in the base. Did you add the plastic
10: cylinder to keep the shape roughly the same? Uh, that also, it's actually just cut from a from a medicine bottle. The main okay. thing is like a little chimney to allow a bit of heat from the resistor to escape, and also to prevent uh, me from or anyone from actually touching the the high voltage components. This uh, this radio does have a uh, Transformer. So the actual chassis is isolated from the AC lines. It's a little bit safer to work on, but you still can have relatively high voltage DC Mm -hmm. from the rectifier. So just having that there for some protection keeps you from getting zapped. I know some people pull like little LEDs in there to make it glow like the filament and stuff, but that's just a darn thing working.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love the medicine bottle hack. I didn't identify it as that. And now it's obvious that you say it, but it's perfect. That amber color is so, uh, so fitting.
10: And it's exactly the same diameter as the tube base, believe it or not. That's Probably best. one inch, 1.25 inches, something like that. That's the best.
0: <laughs> if you're a fan of that, there was a blog that was around a long time ago. I think it's still there. I don't know if they updated, but it was called Things Fitting Inside of Things. And it's literally just <laughs> amazingly wonderful, accidental, like, you know, this hockey puck is identical to the size of this coffee cup holder or whatever. And it's, uh,
10: Very satisfying. (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to keep this cheap and cheerful, so trying to repurpose stuff I had around to kind of get it get it working. So,
0: and I I hadn't realized that about the difference in AC uh, voltage being
10: uh, ten or fifteen volts lower in the 20s and 30s. Yeah, it was it was like 110, then 115, then 117, and now it's about 120 to 125, yeah. at least in, in North America. So uh, sometimes you can stress uh, older, yeah. older equipment if you just you know plug it in and fire it up.
7: Yeah,
0: yeah, oh, that's interesting. I had no idea. Well, thank you so much. We learned a lot and saw some very cool things uh, with your radio there. I love that design. Uh, it's a gorgeous piece, so thanks for uh, preserving it. Thanks. thanks for having me. Yep. We'll see you soon. Take care. All right. See you next time. All right. Next up, we've got Jeff. Hey, Jeff.
11: Hello. First of all, I've just got to say nothing I'm going to show is half as cool as what Aaron had to share with us. And I'm so privileged to get to work with her. So uh, thank thanks. you. for Yeah. Thank you for your work, your collaboration with her on that. It's a gorgeous project. Anyway, so I've come on Show and Tell a couple of times talking about uh, things related to timekeeping, and today I'm ready to show the clock I've been working on, which is this little guy, and of course the lighting makes it hard to see the LEDs, but uh, anyway, we're local time, 1840, and the date 0805. So basically I want a clock that um, I don't have to mess with, I don't have to set, unless the law changes or I move to a different state. So uh, we're running off of a battery, but normally you'd be plugged in on USB. But because it has the real-time clock, if you lose the battery power of the battery that runs the displays, it will, well, normally, it will reset and you get your time back because it's got the real-time clock module, which you can't really see down there, which is carefully calibrated to within about a second per month. It uh, adjusts for daylight saving time, and um, I guess that's about all it has to adjust for. And so it's got this construction with uh, the front layer of the displays, the middle layer of a Feather quad, and then the back layer of the real-time clock, and I think it's a Feather M4 Express. And I will drop the links in the chat, but I've uh, blogged about a lot of the steps to doing this, such as uh, there's a little interesting wire here. Why is that wire there? My blog explains it and I will uh, share that. But that's what I've been up to. That's why I've been blogging about timekeeping with Python and CircuitPython.
0: Great clock. I love that you include a uh, a teaser there for find out more about the uh, mysterious wire. Got to know. (laughs) Uh, so everyone run out and find out, I'm dying to know. Uh, and that's really, uh, that's terrific. It's a lovely uh, build. I really like the use of the um, Charlie Plex um, mm-hmm. uh, LEDs, the diagonal LEDs look really nice. Yeah,
11: the boards are really fun. And of course, with, with all LED things, it looks better in person. Oh, it looks a lot better actually back yeah here. So yeah. that gives you a real sense of, of how it looks, except greener. Yeah. Uh, I might do it again and put a different color display on the bottom row just to emphasize the difference. But, yeah. Beautiful.
0: And as as with all things lately, I'm tempted to put um, either theatrical gel or car tint or some of our LED plastic in front of them. Mm-hmm. Some stuff works well
11: with some. Yeah, doesn't, but. I've done a little experimenting with uh, 3D printed uh, natural plastic, and I haven't been satisfied with it yet. But I'll probably, and I've got this, enclo- I guess I should say I've got an enclosure for it to go in. I just mm-hmm. haven't quite deciphered how um the enclosure is going to work together with putting a piece of acrylic in front so there is a little iteration left on the design overall but yeah getting those diffused so they're not so harsh oh it adjusts the brightness so this is daytime brightness and then at bedtime it goes down to the lowest brightness level so that means you don't blind yourself so that's another fun little thing that is easy to put in with circuit python Right, and that's a
0: good way to do it. No need to complicate it with sensors mm-hmm. and photo cells. Right. You're Doing it based on at this time, I want it darker. So. Right.
11: If if I should be in bed at this hour, then it should yeah. be dark. Then stop. Yeah. If, then stop it's a cue for what you should do. Exactly. Not, <laughs> not reacting back. to the fact that you finally took turned the light off in the living room. Get to bed. <laughs> Great. Well, thank you, Jeff.
0: Beautiful project. Love clock projects. I'm going to go find out about that wire. It's killing me. I got All right. There. Wait
11: till after the show, John. You yeah, got to wait. wait. I'll, I'll finish. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. Good night. Bye. All right. And
0: speaking of uh,
11: clock like
0: aficionados, we have Paint Your Dragon. Hey, Phil. Hey there. Hey, Hi. sorry, I didn't give you much warning. Uh, hopefully, you, you could tell who I was. About to bring on. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know. I was I was. Uh, Your name a, was mentioned today in context of clocks. Lamore said okay. something
9: about it. oh, earlier
7: today. Poster, okay, so. Yeah. But like uh, so, regular regular watchers won't won't even know what we're talking about. I barely knew what we're talking about. By the way, Optimus was the Radio Shack speaker brand thank you yeah that's right it was a, it was the speakers okay there's Optimum. a wikipedia page on on the the tandy brand and they mentioned there's like a dozen or so related brands that they had oh, uh, like, yeah. the equipment and there's ones i don't even remember flavor okay. radio where these portable radio. i didn't that's flavor I, flavor flavor radio they were a little that's colorful a am radios uh, let's see. Anyway, I'm changing cameras here. Okay. Uh, come on, camera. There we go. Okay. Um, it's gonna focus. Yes. All right. So, um, I did an update to our OV seventy six seventy camera library, and there's an update to the guide. I will post the link to the guide, and basically, I added a few. Um, Effects we can get out of the camera, like image rotations and stuff, plus some uh, simple image processing effects, just just for fun kind of stuff. They're they're not uh, like scientific applications, um, but there's like edge some edge detection. Um, I think yeah. Now it'll do image flips. Then it'll do test patterns. So that's all in the library now. It's all updated in the guide, and I also gave some directions there about. Um, like I mentioned a while back about changing the focus on these lenses and stuff, um, so that's all live. It's it's uh, there to it go in the guide. Currently, all works on Grand Central, mm-hmm. but um, it's one of those it's not out yet things. But I am working on a Featherwing uh, oh. adapter for the camera. I don't know if it's going to work, but that's right. a little something Excited. fun I'm working on. And it's kind of kind of chunky right now. It'll it'll hopefully get a little slimmer. Did you ever see a movie in the 80s called Brainstorm? No. It, it was about a machine that could record and playback uh experiences. And Ooh. one of the things I loved in the movie is every iteration of the hardware got more and more sleek as the movie progressed. And uh-huh. so, you know, we got Grand Central here and now we're down yeah. to feather, but it's a chunky yeah. feather. And I'm hoping a couple iterations, it'll get down to, you know, just a little... Feather wing size thing. We'll, yep. we'll see what happens. That's terrific. And, and remind me, these are what
0: is the interface, the camera interface that you're using? Uh,
7: it is uh, what is it called? Peripheral capture controller, which outputs eight bits in parallel. Okay. There's uh, the link to the guide. Um, yeah. So it's not like a common thing like SPI. It's something mm-hmm. very specific that only like uh, the Samd21 doesn't have this peripheral, but the 51 uh-huh. does have it. That's how we're able to get this live feed off the camera.
0: Right. Got it. And these cameras, where, what do these modules come from? Are these like a typical CCTV module or are they in?
7: Uh, uh, Some versions, uh, like cheap webcams. I'm sure when these came out, they were probably cutting edge webcam type stuff. Mm -hmm. But now they're kind of like the old LCD displays. Now they're available really cheap to hobbyists. So uh, I think I found like a two pack on Amazon for uh, for just a few bucks. Wow. Oh, that's exciting. Good. Well, yeah. thank you for the link to
0: the guide. I'll go check that out too after I find out about Jeff's Mysterious Wire. Now I've got two things, <laughs> as well as the Radio Shack link. And, and thank you, because Optimus, that was really gonna bother me. But sure. Uh,
7: so I got one sec for one other thing. Definitely. It's we have time. August now. And you know, Halloween starts August 1st. Ooh. That's the rule. we so, already, I'm already late. <laughs> so some of the stores are already getting the Halloween decor uh, Coming along and Home Depot. I've been waiting for this to happen. They, they have this werewolf. It's it's I, I just got one It's big. I couldn't bring it in the room. It's just too big. It's seven feet tall But I, I pulled his head off and his um, shirt.
0: You're wearing his shirt. Yeah, and
7: I'm wearing his shirt Yes, but they're they're finally starting to put the blinky eyes in the Halloween decor and um, funny thing looking at their website they have they have a big skeleton like a twelve foot tall skeleton and they they have the werewolf but I like werewolves so I got the werewolf. I recognize the skeleton's eyes, cause I took for our eye project I took photos of uh, of my roommate's eyes and that was the graphics resources we used in our code. And it's like I recognize those that ah, skeleton's that's eyes.
0: That's amazing.
7: Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, you know, that's fine because it's all open source. That's what we do. But what I'm going to do, I, I think the werewolf is using uh, something different. But I do plan. I'm going to peel this back. This will probably have to wait till the weekend or something. But I do want to compare and contrast, like the hardware. What goes into something? You know, we we make these things for for hobbyist onesie twosie. But when you're making these things by the thousands. Um, I'm curious to see, you know, how how this evolved uh, to turn into a mass a mass-produced uh, item. Yeah, that's a really
0: fascinating one, honestly, because the the cost they have to get it down to a fraction yeah, of what we are yeah. making for, just based on the the, uh, the scale of what they're doing. I, I imagine there's just incredible uh, optimization and and uh, uh efficiency that they have to those penning
7: screen yeah but uh, i will i will uh blog this or maybe even do a guide um just showing because I, I think i think other folks might be you know interested it's again it's like that brainstorm thing it's like it's going to get sleeker and sleeker with the yep yeah um, yeah it's in there
0: right and eventually you'll be interfacing those things that cost a buck into a grand central and then a feather and then an itsy <laughs> And all of our stuff will have been turned into some module that you're then kind of trying to talk to again. Yep. All righty, that's me. Excellent stuff. Thank you for coming by and showing and telling. Really enjoyable uh, stuff you're working on and showing off. We'll see you next time. And uh, let's see, next up we've got Ian. We're gonna bring on,
12: hi Ian. Hey, how's it going? Oh, it's going well. How are you today? Good. Um, So I just wanted to show off, uh, I guess, this is an automated tarot card reader. Um, So when you push the button here, it's a split flap display. And so it goes through all 78 tarot cards and it picks one at random. And then it uses the Adafruit thermal printer to print out uh, the reading for the card. Um, So it gives you your own personalized tarot card reading.
0: That is beautiful really awesomely done tell us more
12: um so basically um i have the stepper motor here and it runs in like a micro stepping mode so what i did was i just um normally a tarot card deck has 78 cards so what i did was i added an extra two because you need a home card and then i wanted to make it an even number so basically it comes down to if you divide the number of steps with the number of cards in the flaps um this is the spool here, you can see from another uh, version. And so basically every 20 steps, the machine uh, goes to a new card. And so that way you have a number assigned to each card, and that's why the um, the printer knows what your reading is. Um, and so each card also has three unique readings that it can give, because in tarot card reading there's like if it's upright, it's a positive reading. If it's upside down, it's a negative reading. And then I gave it kind of an ambiguous reading. So the machine itself can give 238, I think, 238 unique reading.
0: That's terrific. And so you uh, came up with a uh, the split flaps, you cut all your cards in half, is that? Yeah, that basically, not... so
12: each one sort of like, you can see each card has the top, of the next card. So you put the bottom of one card and the top of another card on the next one. Um, And that's how you get all of your cards in the display. Um, And then it finds home because there's like a uh, there's a hall effect sensor and there's a a magnet in the spool. So that's how you know you can home your, uh, uh, what do you call it, your stepper motor
0: oh that's great i also love the guides that you cut the cards the channels, so that they would fit around that circle and kind of keep
12: things uh in line there yeah yeah, that's really beautifully done thank you and then you can see i think i have another so this is kind of the, the guts of the whole thing so there's like an sd card um because so the thermal printer prints with bitmaps and so you had to convert everything into a bitmaps and then it was just way too big to be stored in flash memory. So got it on an SD card module and then uh, got your stepper driver. And uh, that's basically the gist. I mean, it's 3D printed housing and then a laser cut um, uh, acrylic for this guy. That is
0: terrific. And besides that this is just cool to to make and have, uh, was there an application in mind that you made it for?
12: Not really. I just kind of, uh, um, so I have to give a shout out to there's this guy, Scott Bezik, who did a, um, alphanumeric split flap display. Uh-huh. And that was kind of the start of it was I, I built that one and then, uh, it just kind of dawned on me that, like what else uses cards. And then I decided the tarot card reader would be a, a good project to do. And oh, it, really it ended up taking quite a while, but I'm, I'm happy with how it's coming out.
0: Yeah. Oh, really cool. Very, very beautifully done. And uh, have you got any uh, write-ups or or, uh, extra photos and things that people can go check out online?
12: Yeah. So uh, I have a full write-up with all of the files. So all of the like um, STLs and the laser cut files, uh, the print files for all the cards, everything. And then also... um, yeah, on, on Instagram, on the same name that I have down there, the iMosey, I put, like, all of the process photos. And so you can always, like, if anybody ever wants to build one and then ask, you know, I would love to help.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's a really, uh, that looks like a fun one to build. I'm tempted yeah. to do one. That's really cool. Beautifully done. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for coming on with that. And please uh, come on again sometime uh, yeah. with, with uh, uh, any projects you're working on. I'd love yeah, to see Yeah, definitely. It. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent stuff. All right, next up, we have Patrick, who's been waiting patiently and uh, bring it on in now. Hi, Patrick.
13: Oh, hi. I, I didn't realize that I'd actually make it on today. <laughs> Very end. Um, I, I'm just amazed at all the projects that people do with, with uh, feathers. It's like amazing stuff. mind-boggling. So my, my project sort of hopes to add to what other cool stuff that people are are doing because I'm here to talk about my uh, uh, power over ethernet featherwing. So um, you know this guy. You sell it. This is the Adafruit uh, ethernet featherwing. Mm -hmm. So I extended it uh, to have power over ethernet added onto it. So this way, you get the ethernet connection, but you also get power, 4 watts, uh, if you have a power over ethernet um, switch that you hook it up to and you can pretty much use it with with uh, any feather that you have Um, I've I've tested it with the standard um, M0 with um, Arduino and then with the circuit Python using uh, the M which one is it here the M feather M4 express and it even works with the uh, the giant board which is uh, Groguard's um, feather Linux board, mm. uh, we'll call it. So I have this one running here at the moment. So this, <laughs> okay, which way does it go? So as you can see, it's connected, no other cables, just, a, just the ethernet connected. And this makes a nice little, um, Linux at the end of a cable setup.
0: That's really cool. So, do you get? Um, are you stepping twelve volts down to five to run the board? Is that is twelve typically what's going over the power of Ethernet, or is it up no, to? No,
13: it's actually forty-eight volt. Okay, so it has the circuitry on board to do the um, IEEE 802.3at spec uh, power for Ethernet, hmm. um, and then it has the the uh, isolated uh, flyback transformer setup. So, this, this little part here is basically what's on your original Ethernet Featherwing. Mm-hmm. And then I added the, the power stuff here. Plus, there's a, a, oh, well, this is the giant board here. Let's see. There's the little chip on the bottom here that provides uh, a MAC address, unique MAC address.
0: Very cool. We have at least one person in the YouTube chat, David Wills, who says, I want that, POE Featherwing. <laughs>
13: <laughs> well, well, if you want it i'm running on over on crowd supply i'm running my campaign right now so oh, anybody wants it, can get one
0: great so right uh there. if you want to find that what should they look up uh power over ethernet on crowd supply
13: yeah it's uh it's called poe featherwing oh terrific excellent power. We'll read that up.
0: and if someone wants to put a uh, link over in the discord that'll help people find it too yeah uh,
13: i'll put it in there
0: Excellent, great. Thank you so much for showing that. Looks very cool and good luck with the campaign. Uh, Please keep us updated. All right, All right, Patrick. And uh, we have time for one last show and tell. It's Dylan.
6: Hey, Dylan. Hello, how are you doing? I'm well, how are you doing today? Good. What
12: have you got to show Uh, us?
6: So I'm gonna try to switch my camera around on here. Uh, Oh, whoops, I just turned it off, classic. Uh, let's see. Okay. All right. So this is uh, the project I've been working on the last couple months. Actually, it's uh, I call it the Macro It's a little uh, six plus one key keyboard. So right now I just have it programmed for some emojis. So I'll just uh, send a couple to the live stream chat. And then the extra key is actually on the stick right here. Oh, and I might have lost audio. Uh, we can hear you still. I don't know oh, if you can. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you cut out for just a minute for me, I think.
0: That is I can, awesome. I love your, your you. board. So tell us uh, about the build. Is that, uh, what's what's the casing made from and how'd you build the board?
6: So the casing is all PLA 3D printed but I had to do quite a bit of uh, painting on it. Okay. Um, you can actually see in a few places. I didn't quite uh, paint enough on it. So it's starting to rub away a little bit now. So I have to go back and do another coat uh, at some point. Uh, so it's the body is all uh, PLA with uh, some Montana spray paint, and then the internals uh, are this uh, PCB from JLPCB plus a Arduino Nano. And I wanted to uh, show these because that way I can uh, kind of show off the internals a little bit without taking this apart because it's a real mess in there right now.
0: That's. Fantastic. So I missed, did you have the popsicle stick as a seventh key?
6: Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll send, I'll send, uh, it's right now. It sends an Island to discord. So I'll send (laughs) that again. That's great. (laughs) Thank you.
0: Oh, Dylan. I love this so much. I'm a fan of, uh, creative, small macro pads, uh, macro keyboards. Have you, um, published any info about this anywhere that we can learn more and find
6: files and any stuff like Uh, that? So I'm going to publish files soon. Uh, After I did the first build, uh, I would say there was a lot of learning that came with it. So before anyone else uh, goes and tries to make one, I wanna make a few design revisions uh, so that everyone else's build experience is better. Uh, And I'm actually running a... Interest check right now to see if anyone would like to buy a completed kit of this. Fun. And uh, I can drop that in the chat as well uh, once we're done here.
0: Excellent. Do you post something like that in like our mechanical keyboards on Reddit? Yes.
6: That were that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Awesome.
0: That one is just beautiful. I love the style of it. where did this come from did you have were you eating a popsicle stick and it came to you like Uh, any idea of where the origin of the idea came from
6: i I was trying to think where it came from uh just now i'm not totally sure uh there was another one called the two percent milk oh i've Uh, seen that
0: it's like a carton yeah yeah. yes
6: so i'm gonna uh give whoever uh had that idea some credit for this because i have a feeling they inspired me, but yeah, I can't. Yeah, losing that
0: space, design-wise. Yeah, support. yeah. <laughs> I love it. And now I'm very unhappy with how boring and square my, my little macro camera. <laughs> 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 I'll go check out your interest check.
6: <laughs> All right, thank you. Thank
0: you, Dylan. Thanks for bringing that on. Uh, very yeah. cool. Look forward to uh, to seeing more, and, and uh, we'll, we'll watch for your emojis to show up over in Discord. All
6: right. <laughs> Thanks, take care. Thanks, you too.
0: All right, amazing projects. Uh, we are out of time. We've, we've gone a little bit over, but uh, thank you all for stopping by to show your great stuff and uh, for uh, joining us to go watch over in, in the different uh, video streaming places where we are. Uh, for Adafruit, I'm John Park. This has been Show and Tell, and we will see you next time. Bye-bye.